Hello and welcome to Listen in Worship for St Michael's and St Mary's Churches on Sunday the 13th of September, the 14th Sunday after Trinity. We hope you enjoy the sermon and the hymn of the day. Our sermon today has been prepared and is preached by the very Reverend Dr Geoffrey John, the Dean of St Albans. We hope you enjoy listening and don't forget the hymn of the day follows. So please enjoy that too and then have a great week. God bless you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Forgive or you won't be forgiven, says Jesus. No matter who it is or how often they've hurt you or how hard it is to do, you have to forgive them from your heart. I think forgiving people is extremely hard. I can think of two people that for years I've struggled hard to forgive and I don't think I've succeeded yet. Oh, I can forgive them officially. I can tell myself I've forgiven them. I can put them out of my mind for weeks and months. But then something happens, something gets said or something is remembered and I realise I'm back at square one. The anger, the bitterness, the will for revenge are still there. And I start wondering if I'll ever really forgive them. It's so hard to do and it seems to take so long. Sometimes I've wondered if when I die those two people will be waiting for me at the pearly gates. In fact I seriously think they will be. Because Jesus is so clear about this, he says it again and again, unless you forgive everybody, whatever they've done to you, unless you learn to love and accept everybody as God has loved and accepted you, then you can't be fully united with the love of God, which is what heaven is. Now the thought of having to do that with those two people, of having to be united with them in heaven or anywhere else, actually makes my stomach churn because I can't stand them. I'm not proud of that, but it's a fact. Yet I am sure that sometime, whether in this life or in the next, my relationship with them will have to be sorted out. Because as long as our hearts are closed against forgiving anybody, they will be partially closed against God forgiving us. If we insist on saying, no, my anger, my resentment are too much part of me, I can't let them go, then what we will be choosing is hell. We can't have heaven and our hatred too. Somehow we've got to let it go. My two people are people that, thank God, I don't have to live with. I think it's even harder to forgive people that you're with the whole time. C.S. Lewis once wrote this, It's hard enough to forgive one single great injury that remains embedded in the memory, but to forgive the incessant provocations of daily life, to keep on forgiving the bossy mother-in-law, the bullying husband, the nagging wife, the selfish daughter, the deceitful son, how on earth do we do that? I think that's absolutely true. We talk about crime and violence on the streets, but the vast majority of murders and hate crimes happen at home. 
Home is where the heart is, which is why it's so often where the hurt is, too. For many people, the hardest place to make forgiveness work is home. I was fascinated by a, a television programme I saw a while ago, which looked at maladjusted children in their family settings. A psychologist actually moved in with various families to try and analyse all the feelings that were going on under the surface. There were fathers who wanted to show affection to their wives and children, but just didn't know how to do it. There were wives who felt they were just housework machines, and that they'd lost any interest or respect in their own eyes, let alone their husbands. There were the kids who felt ignored and bored or angry about their parents' rows, so they were sullen and rebellious and unmanageable in so many different ways. The idea of the happy family had turned into a sort of nightmare gridlock of resentment and frustration. And the only thing that seemed to work was the psychologist getting them to talk first to him about their own feelings, and then, hardest of all, to one another. That was just the first step. The second step was learning how to listen, instead of slipping back always into the same groove of how you usually react. Trying instead to imagine what it was like to be in the other person's place, and then trying to respond to that. It was very moving to see this poor dad struggling to say the words I love you to his drugged-up lout of a son, or the sullen daughter festooned with tattoos and piercings trying to take her mother on a day out. Slowly and painfully they learned to communicate with each other, and it did seem to work. Unfortunately, we can't all have a TV psychologist working with us. What we can do, though, is to try to apply the same principles in our own relationships, and especially with the people we are trying to forgive. If someone has hurt us, even if we can't speak to them, the first thing we must do is pray for them, not for a lightning bolt to strike them down, but for the grace to understand why they are as they are, or did what they did, to imagine what crosses they may have to bear, there's a French proverb which says, to understand all is to forgive all. It's not completely true, but it does help. The other thing we can do is remember how much we've been forgiven ourselves. If we are so cut up about something somebody else has done to us, are we so sure we've never done the same thing, or at least thought about it? If I think about my two hated people, and imagine myself in their circumstances, and if I then think about some of the mean things I've done in my time, I start realising that perhaps I'm not so different myself. In fact, if I'm really honest, I realise that the things I hate in them are also things I hate in me. It's one of the ugliest features of human beings that the things we find hardest to accept and forgive in others are very often the things we find hardest to accept and forgive in ourselves. But at the end of the day, even if we've done all that, if we've prayed for them and tried to imagine ourselves in their place and tried to remember our own faults, it may still not work. 
the anger might still come back. And then all we can do is at least pray that we'll want to forgive and that eventually it will come, if only by God's grace. There's a lovely story in the autobiography of Corrie ten Boom. During the war, she was a pastor in the Dutch Protestant church and she and her family were sent to Ravensbrück by the Gestapo for helping Jews to get out of Holland. After the war, she had the extraordinary experience of meeting one of the guards from Ravensbrück, who had been involved in the killing of her own sister, Betsy. And this guard had actually come to seek her out, to ask her forgiveness for what he had done. And she describes her reaction like this. When he held out his hand, I, who so often had preached to people about the need to forgive, kept my hand firmly at my side. Even as the angry, vengeful thoughts boiled in me, I saw the sin of them. Jesus had died for this man. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. I tried to smile. I struggled to raise my hand. I could not. I felt nothing, not the slightest spark of human warmth or charity. And so again I breathed a silent prayer. Jesus, I can't forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And as I took his hand, the most incredible thing happened. From my shoulder, along my arm and through my hand, a current seemed to pass from me to him while into my heart sprang a love for this stranger that almost overwhelmed me. And so I discovered that it's not on our own forgiveness, any more than on our own goodness, that the world's healing hinges, but on God's. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives us, along with a command, the love itself. For many of us, certainly for me, Forgiving is something we know we can't do on our own strength. Because let's face it, forgiving and loving those who've hurt us is unnatural. It goes against every instinct we are born with. In the eyes of the world, the teaching of Jesus in today's gospel really is madness. And yet we know it's right. It's the only way that we and the world can find healing and peace if we can find the strength to do it. So in your prayers today, make a start. Remember the people you know in your own heart you really haven't forgiven. And I'll remember mine as well. And then let's ask him to do what we can't manage to do ourselves. To put his love and his forgiveness inside us and make us able to forgive. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness.
faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great mercy and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me.